out of like every chemical that I've done, it's the only one where I, I truly saw things in a three-dimensional space that were not there. Interacted with, spoke her auditory hallucinations, visual, like saw people and things that just weren't there. And that's where I would see the shadow people. And I, I remember one distinct night where as soon as I turned the lights off, these, these beings would descend from the ceiling and they would like rise up from the floor. I wrote this down in my journal and it was that uh, since Nephilim got punished, since the Watchers got punished for physically procreating, they figured out that they can promulgate their spirits th through drugs so they can still communicate through people through these uh, hallucinogenic experiences. The history of our Earth is so different from what we can imagine. The Smithsonian, that if they found out about a large skeleton somewhere, was to go get it. I'm going to assume at least one person is right, because if one person's right, it busts the paradigm. It all goes back to the fallen church. And the problem with the modern-day church, they have a very truncated view of the supernatural. This backdrop is just pregnant with all kinds of meaning associated with this Mount Hermon event. Whoa. And this guy defects from the kingdom. That's a big deal. Well, Jed, a lot, a lot has happened since our our, uh, <laughs> our episode with you. I think it was the it episode. Has. Yeah, dude, what is it? Enoch, right? Yeah, the Book of Enoch. What? I listen, it? To it. I listen to it every night going to sleep. Jed, I'm hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he racked up so many plays. Well, that that was really around the time when you full pivoted to like what the show is now. Yeah, because it exactly. was originally just a straight up like cryptids. Yeah, and yeah. then you we hold we hold loosely to that still, Jed. It just well, of course, very, of course, of course. This is broad well, broad, you, broad strokes. Yes, yes. I don't I don't remember Nate like what you because you had started texting me. Someone you had stumbled onto about the Nephilim stuff and you were texting me about it. And I was like, oh, oh, he's like, he's like a Heiser. He's like, I was like, he's like I was four years ago when I had just stumbled <laughs> upon it and it blew my mind. The the conspiracy theory to end all conspiracy theories. Yeah. I was telling a friend the other day, I, I grew up in like 25 different Christian circles between all the girls that I liked in, in various youth groups to camps to you know, Christian organizations to bands that were quasi-Christian. And nobody talked about any of this stuff, but we all knew the Bible, but we didn't understand. You know, you get to a point where you're like, I don't understand any of this Old Testament. Basically, the Old Testament was kind of like, everyone just put a big question mark over it. And now it's like, it's crazy, but I get it, you know? Yeah, it 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 really puts the Bible into a cohesive narrative. Exactly. 
But it really, uh, yeah, I, I still haven't heard of anyone that goes to a church that talks about that kind of thing. Chuck Missler had a church that did. There are pastors there's, who. There's one down the street talking about our podcast, Nate. That's right. Is there Condu- really? Conduit <laughs> Church is it's down the street from where I live. And they, dude, they, for whatever reason, I got a buddy that goes there. And so shout out to the Conduit Church people out there. But I get, you know, I guess that some of the leadership there and pastor there, they listen to the show and we're, dude, we're lucky to have them. They shout it out in this, in the service. And my buddy Dave is like, Oh, I know, I know one of those guys. He lives down the street. <laughs> what? And they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's gotten wild, Jed. Like a lot of Christian artists that I never thought would be into this stuff are following us all of a sudden. And pastors shouting out from stage. Like Luke said, I think everyone's waking up. Yeah. To- what was that conference you went to? <sighs> Tim Balberino's conference. Yeah. That's crazy. I think it's interesting yeah. that what you're saying, Nate, like to get back to <clears throat> all the circles. I think it, it speaks to the idea that like, and we've said this before, this is not like a new mantra, but the idea that people just don't know what's in their Bible. It's so often I think we just listen to whoever filters it for us, right? And the reality is that most of the people filtering it, you know, as we were growing up, Nate, and probably in a lot of ways in the Western church are, are filtering it through a sort of, you know, through a, a very narrow very academic sort of quasi enlightenment, you know, lens. Medieval. Um, right. And I think that's why Heiser is such a paradigm shift in some ways for a lot of people. Right. And, you know, we talk about Bigfoot being the gateway drug, but understanding these things around us that don't really make sense in that worldview really makes you wonder, okay, now we start looking at the Hebrew and it's not at all what we thought it well, was necessarily. It's, 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 a, or maybe it's just, it's much more than we thought it was. Maybe it's not, yeah. it is, it, and I think that's probably it's, more it's, accurate. And statement. then some. And then some. Yeah. It's funny. I, I had this. I had this conversation with uh, with my my old boss yesterday. I guess he's reading some book called Oh, uh, like reading the Bible through like Western culture or something. And he was talking about how a lot. It, it's been like a game of telephone from poorly educated preachers that have just we all just take these things for granted, like, uh, because it's just been passed down. And I want to shout this book out. I'm rereading it because I love it. One of my favorite authors, Philip Yancey, he was an editor for Christianity today for a long time. He, he writes amazing books, but it's called, uh, the Bible Jesus read. And it's basically all about like why the old Testament matters and why it's important. So I will Mm. shout that out to anyone that's curious about it. You Shout out to, to Yancey. We need yeah. to write one. Our, you know, like the our changing bodies from junior high. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh! Our cha- our changing church body. Uh, oh, uh, uh, that's uh, good. That took uh, a that took a <laughs> hard right turn there. Yeah, like, where, where's, where's this going? <laughs> where's he going with this? I, well, yeah. I, that just reminded me of the sex ed video we had to watch in middle school, and it had it was like straight from 1986, uh, and it was two neon outlines of a male and female body just the silhouettes and the narrator was like at a certain age the young male's body gets activated and then it like starts <laughs> flashing red like whoa, 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 whoa. watch out i always thought that, that was hilarious that's how that's how i felt spiritually at a certain point you get to a certain age and your spiritual body gets activated right like yeah in a, in, a, in a cheesy, weird way. I think Luke and I were just like, who cares what people think about us? Let's just go down the trail. Let's just follow the trail. Like L.A. Marzulli says, the trail, trail of the Nephilim. And when you go down the trail, you have to have sort of a scientific pers- Like, I'm just going to keep following the cards and the data where it goes. And I'm not going to try to 
craft this narrative. And I think Luke and I are old enough to where we're like, I don't care if all of our friends think we're nuts. We're still going to do it. We're still going to like ask the questions, do the interviews, make the material, put it out in the world. And a lot of people are afraid, Jed. They're just afraid of what people are going to think about them. Right. And it's like, it's fine. It's fine to be, you know, you're not going to be a hundred percent, right. You're not going to be a hundred percent wrong. Like it's, 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 it's more because I've listened to a ton of your episodes where I'm like, I don't think that's right at all. But <laughs> I but but here, but this is what I like about it is that it's kind of the whole and people have lost this art where if you're really curious about something, go listen to an argument for it. Go listen to an argument against it and make come to your own conclusion. And that's like what I was doing where I was like listening. It's like, OK, you know, do I I've heard this. I've heard this, what I think. And some things I'm like, yeah, that makes complete sense. And some things I'm like, I don't know. But we're not but, willing to, we're not willing to deviate from things like the giants existed. Like, sure, sure, sure. I think sure. we've proven that. Like, how, like how big, where, you know. And I, I, I've, I've been ri- like Matt Carter famously ridiculed me for that <laughs> when Joey brought me on bad Christian to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I believe that was, and we all know those historically, guys historically. Oh yeah, dude. I know those guys real well. Yes. Historically and factually true. I do think exactly. So. That's actually going to be one I, of if the, there's one thing we've done on this show. It's proved that point right there. That's, that's the one thing I think in the first hundred episodes, we really wanted to hammer home. And we, I think we did. I'm trying to make. So, are you like f- familiar with Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's. I'm trying to meld it in my mind and get like a working combined theory. But all their whole thing about the younger Dryas cataclysm that happened in what uh, 1300 or 15,000 years ago that that is what would have wiped out Atlantis and all that. That's essentially what I'm thinking as like the flood. Mm-hmm. Have you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a working thing in my mind, or at least that was the end of the, the old civilizations, like the golden age, the golden age, whoever built the yeah. pyramids, whoever built the pyramids in South America, all the ancient technologies, Atlantis, all that stuff. Yeah. And we and we've gotten into all those weeds trying to build a pretty good case for the the golden age what it was like. And the weird thing is is it just gets more difficult to understand because you have all these empires all over the world. I mean, are like many Atlantises in Peru, even in Japan, you know, and they were building some of that stuff even in North America. Like we, Luke and I have, we, we tracked down this book of this. They found this ancient temple in Tennessee of all places when building a dam. It was like, uh, it was like the giants were building, they were starting to build some, well, the, ro- uh, the wall in Texas or oh yeah, well, the, the rock wall. wall in Texas is another thing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of in a pseudo Egyptian ten- like sort of temple yeah. thing. There's one that's apparently was one of the grand Canyon. We had a members episode yeah, about that too. Yeah. All kinds of weird stuff you can't explain. And what were they? Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I think, I think you made a good point, Jed. I think that like, there's a huge miss today in in discourse and the idea that like it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to to want to think about things. And I think people people work backwards. They have this narr- they have this idea of what they want it to be and they want this and they craft the narrative backwards. 
like you know cherry pick this is what's happening in our society today everybody cherry picks the things they want they're trying to support and they throw out everything else and and I don't think that's what Nate and I ever wanted we always wanted to be on, be on the journey as well right and and ask some questions like there's a ton of weird stuff in the Bible what do we do with that there's weird right. stuff people are seeing what do we do with that and we know what we believe right so we and we want to look at that through through a biblical lens because that's the foundation for us and and Bigfoot gives you the permission to get weird. Yeah. Well, and, and even even in talking about what I was saying about hearing uh, an argument for and an argument against, like the anthropology class I just had to take in college, I have never rolled my eyes more during, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, so for 350,000 years, humans were just like, I'm just going to hit <laughs> something with a rock. And then magically one day just decided to like get smart. Like my summation of that anthropology class was like a history of people just accidentally discovering these like, and that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today with, with drugs, especially that that, that's one of my, like I have yet to really hear a convincing argument otherwise that makes sense to me. It just seems like so blind faith. Mm. I'll kind of put well, that. Well, what a great segue. Yeah, what a great it's like segue. It's like you've done this before. Welcome. <laughs> Listen Welcome. to Church and Other Drugs. The, uh, <laughs> exactly. Welcome back to the podcast, Jed. I'm, I'm going to try not to call you Jed. Cause you said I did that once. We, we had Judd. We, we need good Jed's Judds. We need. We you need... called. You called Judd Jed though, and that made me feel happy. Yep, I well, like. I did the that. opposite. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> but but uh, welcome back to Blurry Creatures. Sort of the grandfather of uh, helping me into the blurry space. Thanks for encouraging me to get blurry. Yeah. And it was a big part of you know starting Blurry Creatures, and you know I came on your podcast a couple times church and other drugs yeah, and where you talk about your experiences with recovery and drugs. And we just had um, Amy and Kara on our show talking from the not so secret societies podcast, which just comes out today, that episode. And she talks about seeing grays while on drugs and psychedelics and, you know, doing the show, Jed, like I've thought about it a lot that the corruption of creation, they were messing with everything. I'm wondering if these the watcher tech spread to psychedelics and drugs and plants and they were teaching them like, oh hey, if you eat this mushroom, you're gonna go to you're gonna go to outer space. You ready? Well, check it. It's it's right in the text, right? Okay. So I love it. Let's go. So we're gonna talk about the blurry creatures of drugs. That was what I that's yes. that was that was the bow I wanted to wrap on that. Yes, yes. And so this is out of the book of Enoch. So there were 13 named watchers and they were named because they were attributed certain things. They taught humanity. Okay. Like Azazel taught men to make swords, daggers, shields, and the, the beautifying of the eyelids. So we have him to thank for, for cat eye and smoky eye. Thank you. Smoky. Um, But so what a solid contribution. (laughs) For real. Um, so, a Mesorak taught all those who cast spells and cut roots. Armoros, the release of spells. Cut roots. Yeah, I'll get there. And Cocubiel, portents. Um, so, 
And in, in some of the translations, it's pharmakia. So basically, mm-hmm. we have an original attribution of who taught men what, what plants to eat for drugs, right? So on not to be full, this is a bad thing. We all, you know, because of, you know, all modern medicine, except for strictly synthetics come from plant sources and even synthetics originally, they get the ideas from plants, right? So it was a good thing, you know, antibiotics, all sorts of things. Well, that's a different class, but, you know, pain relievers, uh, anti-anxiety meds, all sorts of things we learned from plants. My, my question for anthropologists, let's take ayahuasca, for example, DMT. How many, how many plant species would you reckon are in the Amazon? Millions. Lots. Lots and lots and lots. One, and, mil- one million. Yeah, yeah, with the, with the <laughs> Dr. Evil. So, so we're led to believe that early humans somehow took a vine that was a so dmt in the plant form is not bio orally bioactive which means you can't get an effect from it by eating because of something called monoamine oxidase inhibitors that are in your body or monoamine oxidase what you need is a monoamine oxidase inhibitor to prevent the monoamine oxidase from breaking down the chemical. So what they did was they took a vine, which had the DMT, and then a plant that was an MAOI, combined them, and bam, you have a bioavailable oral form of DMT that works. How do you think, how would you figure that out Hmm. without someone telling you? Mm-hmm. Like we're the 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 narrative is trial and error. That's what they say. Trial and error. They just figured it out. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a reason why you would do that. Number one, e- either they got extraordinarily lucky, or like Enoch says, they were taught. Which Occam's razor makes a whole lot more sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. You have you have the early Mayans that were really big in they were their war gods and one Mayan leader specifically communicated with his god through Amanita mascara mushrooms that was how he talked to him and if you ask them like their records they were being told how to do these things how did you know how to build the temples we were told how did you know how to do this we were told right so mm-hmm. that makes sense to me that humans were taught how to make these chemicals. Mm. So, yeah, because I mean, you ha- you would have had to have the scientific wherewithal to to understand the compounds, right? And then right. Like, hey, this goes with this and goes with this, and right? Yeah, it's it seems it seems a very very much a far fetch. I mean, if you're playing the other thing that that we hear, right, is if you play the devil's advocate to our to this point and to your point, and probably our point. Is well, if you had millions of years to just to, to keep trying, it's just like man, I don't I don't know how you just keep and trying stuff until it. Why until would it, you keep trying until it shoots you into the stratosphere? Right, like it's, right. it's it it just doesn't. It's a tough one. I mean, not only do we talk about how you know they say the Native Americans built these mounds in North America, just the mounds themselves, but they needed advanced 
mathematics to build these mounds because they're advanced trigonometry in terms of how they're built. And some of these things, you can only see what they are from space. So you yeah. get up way up high and you can see what they were building. You're like, how did they, right. <laughs> how did they right. know how to build a perfect if they didn't have, you know, aerial yeah, vehicles? Or something. And that's just, a, that's just the th- a great height. Right? Yeah. And that's, and that's just one, that's just one faction. You're talking about all kinds of, you know, mystery, you know, sex of, of knowledge that we weren't supposed to have. And pharmacia is just one of them. But on our show, we've talked about several of them being, you know, they had to have gotten this knowledge from something that was superior to them. And well, where did and, it come and, from? and you you talked about the grays. I mean, you know where that you know where we get the grays from, right? I mean, Crowley? Yeah, from Crowley. So that's this week's episode. That's what's that's why it's so cool that you're this episode's coming out right after we're putting out the Crowley episode. That's what we're talking about this for, week. No, no. Hey, I think it might be good to level set just for a quick second, though, for people that aren't super familiar, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So I, I, we talk about ayahuasca. That's a South South American tea that the natives the natives make. So just just and, and it's become it's really come into sort of its own. I think in the last, it's, it has ayahuasca tourism is huge. Dude, there's retreats. I mean, I was watching a surf a surfing documentary, and they they were doing these ayahuasca yoga retreats where they would you know. Mm. go on these spirit journeys right and 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 literally what it is is it's a a tea and it when it's prepared the way that we just talked about it you had you get the dmt becomes orally active and dmt is is dimethyl tryptamine which is a very Mm. powerful and what the scientific community would call a hallucinogenic right Mm -hmm. but we know and we know that all of all of these things that these are and this is what nate and i talked about in our last episode as well Mm. These are ways to access the spirit, the spiritual realm. These are ways to access other realms, and just like you eloquently pointed out, it was taught by the Watchers and Pharmakia, which I think is not at all a coincidence. Is that word itself means sorcery, magic, the, the practice of magic arts. It also has a pri- the pharmacon has a primary meaning, of po- meaning poison. So you have these crazy things that that we're we're supposed to suppose that humans just tripped on into and figured that's a pun right there, but tripped into to figure out what they were doing. Right. And, and it just, it's an absurd, you're right. Like the more, the more obvious answer is that, that, that we were taught just like you said, like the South American Kings and we're told how to build and what to build and how to communicate. But because of the rise of this and because we're going to talk about the grays and because we talked about Aleister Crowley last, this in our last episode here, there is so much relevance. I think that where we're on in this, on, on this journey, understanding that because we've talked about the realms, Nate, we've talked about, mm-hmm. you know, accessing the realms and what people are seeing. Um, and I kind of just want to level set there, Jed, cause I don't know how, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> how yeah. experienced I everybody. Define, I forget to define terms. Right. Just, just so we can make sure everybody's, everybody's riding the same boat. Yeah, you're right deep now. down the rabbit hole. Yeah, but yeah, but no, no, I, no. Continue now because I, th- I think it's in, you're starting on a good point. So we we talked to Kara last week, and she's saying that one of the things that she she saw on her hallucinogenic trips and journeys, whatever you want to call them, that she the saw the grays. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah, and I wanted to to talk a little bit about about the things I've seen and kind of my my like what like what I think about all that because I've flip flopped. I also kind of maybe at the end. And I've had the question too, right, of, okay, God created everything, you know, and everything was good. So is there a 
purpose in God's creation for things like mushrooms, for things like ayahuasca. And, and I mean, mushrooms need no preparation whatsoever. You literally, they grow, you ingest them, they do their thing. Uh, th- same with things like peyote, like ayahuasca, you have to do a little tampering too, but, but things like peyote and um, mushrooms, it, it just, it is what it is. So it's like, hmm, is there, and I, and I know a lot of people, especially recently, the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, Bill W., famously later in his life, he had this massive, he called it a white light spiritual experience in a hospital room, which is partly what prompted him to found Alcoholics Anonymous. Later in his life, LSD had just come around and he wanted to have another spiritual experience and he dabbled in LSD and and did. And even they've, they've since kind of retracted it as like, maybe that's not such a great idea, which I agree with. But he even was like, hey, if people are having trouble with spiritual experiences, give them some LSD and that'll certainly do the trick, which which is which is true. Mm-hmm. I also I, I just want to get this out of the way because I hate as someone who has tripped extensively. I cannot stand the argument that Christianity was just some mushroom cult or like that the whole Bible was all of the visions were just, you know, they were just tripping. And that's what it's like. It doesn't work that way. Like I've never I would not be willing to die and be martyred for something I believed on a mushroom trip. It just it just doesn't work that way. Right. Like, we had a, we had eleven yeah. of twelve disciples, or yes, ten, ten of ten of eleven essentially die die for their faith. Brutally. Yes, Brutally. it wasn't because they went trippy dippy. Yeah, horrible, horrible suffering, humiliating, excruciating deaths. Well, like, not. That's a not only that, but we have just thousands of prophecies in, in scripture that have that have come true. It's and it's it's all such the geography, a geography argument. All the geography is accurate, all the ancient stories, and the we we just keep digging up more and more on our show and going, Wow, the Bible is so much more oh, yeah. loaded and fascinating and, and and intense. And even in some of the things that just like what you know, we've talked a lot about Mount Hermon and just that that one mountain and that one region. And then you see this in Bashan, they have these giant snake mounds, and they're building the same structures all over the world, the same ones that they they talk about in the Old Testament. And you're like, well, those are in our backyard, you know. And and like there was there was an argument that the burning bush that um, Moses. Is that right? Yeah, yeah Moses, Moses saw. Yeah. Uh, people were like, "That was the acacia bush, which grows in the region and also has DMT in it." And that uh, people were like, "Oh, that's exactly what it was. It was this burning bush." And but uh, Hamilton Morris from Vice famously actually tested it, and he got a crap ton of acacia bushes, burned them, and he was like, "Yeah, that's not true. It's mm-hmm. not enough to do anything." So it's mm-hmm. it's things like I just want if anyone has heard those arguments before. If you have the lived experience of like doing these things, it just doesn't work that way. It's not going to provide these. You, you're gonna, you know, a month later, you're 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 gonna question even what you saw. Mm-hmm. But so my 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 journey uh, with hallucinogens and psychedelics started in very frightening fashion. It's, it's surprising that I kept going with it, but with, with things like uh, Benadryl and Dramamine. Okay. Which might surprise some people, but those are 
incredibly potent hallucinogens. The, the class that they're in is actually called deliriance. Uh, they're based, they're in the same family as a plant, uh, angel trumpets, if you've seen those flowers, and jimson weed and scopolamine. Have you ever seen some movies where it's like in uh, third world tribes, they'll blow that called devil's breath. They'll blow a white powder in someone's face and turn them into a zombie. You familiar with that? Yeah. I mean, I've seen that, that yeah. image. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's scopolamine, which is actually in motion sickness medication. There's some. It's funny what you never know, like what's at the grocery store and what its origins are. So these are incredibly, incredibly potent things, right? And as a young, young kid, I, I was taking them, and that was the first time I experienced what are colloquially. I can never say it. Colloquially, <laughs> say it for me. Colloquially. Thank you. See, it's tough. Uh, <laughs> the shadow people. Have y'all have y'all heard the shadow people? Yeah. So when yeah. You're, are you saying that like when you're just it's kind of like Lil Wayne, like you're just drinking co- like cough syrup or enough enough of it, like in the same way you're taking enough of this. Yes. A Benadryl so, and and Dramamine to to guzzy the trip. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, which you have to take a lot, and it's a very. To, <laughs> hopefully, no one's uh, thinking that's a good idea. It's a very unpleasant and terrifying experience it's the only out of like every chemical that i've done it's the only one where i i truly saw things in a three-dimensional space that were not there interacted with spoke her auditory hallucinations visual like saw people and things that just weren't there and that's where i would see the shadow people and i I remember one distinct Mm -hmm. night where as soon as I turned the lights off, uh, these these beings would descend from the ceiling and they would like rise up from the floor, kind of like um, mm. you remember that show Alex Mack, The Secret World of Alex Mack. Mm-mm. I, re- I never watched it, but when you did that little motion, you look like one of those little uh, like a marionette, almost. like those little, like blow, the infl- those little yes. bl- yeah, inflatable yes. dudes that's, in front of, that's, in front that's, of car dealerships. Yeah. Like <laughs> like how they inflate. That's like how they came out of the floor. Like they would kind of like corporealize out of the floor, always in corners, leering and staring, and it was accompanied by a feeling of. It, it felt like the upside down. Like that's a great, um, that's a great modern. How do you know they weren't reference. there? I, uh, they, that's what I'm saying. Like they may have been, they may have been, I, I don't know. Like it, it, the, the feeling now, it really seems like a, like someone flipped the light switch and you are in, or like the movie silent Hill where like you're in the same room, but you're in the same room in a parallel reality. Cause well, because I mean, we've gotten a lot of emails like that, Jed. Like people see this stuff. It's not. It doesn't sound like everyone's taking drugs when they're seeing it. It sounds like a lot of people are. They don't want to see it, so they're not obviously inducing it. So I, it I, makes me I, wonder. Yes. I know, and it, it it could very well be. And I've thought a lot about this, and it's it could be that it creates thin spots. It creates veils. Mm. It could be. Mm-hmm. switching the the vibration of you know the wavelengths you're you know you're oh, this is this is like a pet theory but how they called lucifer the angel of light and when you're on hallucinogens your pupils are fully dilated 
letting in as much light as possible. And that is probably has something to do with what you're seeing differently. That's very much a pet theory that's not backed by anything other than like, hmm, that's an interesting thing. I wonder if that has anything to do with anything because it's cats and dogs and birds and different and insects, especially can essentially see the things around us. Like, did you know that humans like have stripes? What? Like under under certain wavelengths, like we have stripes. Didn't know that. I didn't either. That's crazy. What do you mean? Wow. Light? Uh yeah, like 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 we um like you know how things look under a black light, like under a certain wavelength, we have some sort of like markings on us. Hmm. Look hmm. it up. It's crazy. Like zebras. Something like that. Or zebra, uh, zebra, 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 zebra. Yeah. zebra. Uh, so it was. So after that, I, I I moved on to to things like mushrooms. Things like that really, really do. They open my eyes to the absolute certainty that what we see is not all there is, and the fact that. Modern science with all its bells and whistles still has very little idea of how these chemicals do what they do. They infer that it has something to do with uh, HT2A serotonin receptors and it may do this and it may do that, but they really have no clue. There's, there's no agreed upon. They don't even know why we need to sleep. We don't know what sleep is. Mm. You know, there's all these like talking about what you were saying earlier, Luke, about things that people just take for granted. Like, oh yeah, we need to sleep. We dream. Mm. They don't know why. Like evolutionarily, right. how does it make sense that at the most dangerous part of the day when it's right. dark, our body's like, mm -hmm. all right, time to shut off. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And, and we don't know everyone, why. And everyone's always chatting in our channels and saying us that when you are asleep, you are spiritually vulnerable. Mm. It would make sense. Not only physically vulnerable to like animals and wolves and things, you have to build some kind of shelter, but you are spiritually vulnerable to, you know, dreams and attacks. I mean, we're going to interview Sleep several people. paralysis. Yeah, it's nonstop. I mean, we've had... Mm probably half of the weird experiences that people send to us on email is something to do with them. They were sleeping. It was nighttime. It doesn't make any sense to me. So here's a question for you, Jed. Mm -hmm. Just, we know after doing this show that things are in the world that shouldn't have been in the world. Right. Right. So the giants weren't supposed to be here. They took, they took something and they messed with it. And then all of a sudden we had this, race of beings that weren't supposed to be here and they were here a long time and they did the same thing with animals and we had these chimerical creatures that some people have emailed us and said their great grandfather saw them you know and you're like and we have sightings like bigfoot and a lot of people think it's in that you know category of something that shouldn't be here that's still here perverted nature perverted mm -hmm. nature are there plants and mushrooms and things that shouldn't be here that are here what i you think, think what I what I've kind of come to is that so I believe that coca leaves, the opium poppy, marijuana, um, what else? Things as they occur in nature, I think absolutely God put them here 
because we break our bones, because we skin our knees, because X, Y, Z. But we have taken these things and concentrated, extracted, um, I mean, you know, fruits ferment naturally, but to make Everclear, you got to, you know, really put some work into it. And heat it up and really. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I, I, I absolutely think these, these naturally occurring things were a gift and, and probably, well, Noah was, was like the first recorded alcoholic, but I was going to say like, prob like, you know, the way things occur in, in nature um, it was probably difficult to become like addicted as, as we see today with, with these things that are just like hyper. Oh gosh. I can't think of the word. They're just ultra manipulated. Yes. Yes. Or hyper concentrated, hyper concentrated. That's what I was right. It's the say. idea of the concentration levels that we're able to manipulate it up into, like you said, to like an Everclear to like a 98% alcohol. Like, yeah. And, and even, yeah. Normal fermentation if you, you were to even do something just very low, low grade, like mead or something has a very, a very tiny or even wine has a very small and small amount of, it's really, you know, 10, 12%, 15%. Like if, if you're going to do, you know, not cook things necessarily. Right. Or, right. You know, so, or even just, I've heard a lot of people talk about weed that like weed 50 years ago is so much. E- even when I was in high school compared to weed now is unbelievable unbelievable it's a it's a completely different it's a whole different ball game they're just breathing the heck out of it and there's what th- there's hundreds of different strains of oh weed. yeah thousands i'm sure i mean that's just one plant so perhaps the weed plant was here and you you know maybe it was you could use it for medicine and now it's just ultra concentrated they they bred they've they've crossed species they've they've done all kinds of things and they've made it so potent where you smoke it now and you almost have like a, you almost have oh, you, a, you a hallucinogen. Trip, yeah. Eating it especially, you can absolutely hallucinate like crazy. Even, you know, LSD, which people want to say is this synthetic thing, is, is, just, is just ergot fungus, right? It, it can grow on wheat, which some people think that may have been what the, the Salem witch trials were about. Yeah, I've that, heard that. Yep. Yeah, which, eh, I may, you know, maybe that seems like it would have taken quite a lot, but... Hmm. You know, all, all these things. Yeah, because um, there's, there's people who just like eat the coca leaves. They don't make yeah, cocaine out of them. They just they still chew do that them. in the Andes. It helps with uh, altitude sickness. A yeah, lot of ch- and energy. So some when you get off the plane, chew on them. It helps with altitude sickness. Yeah, there's it's medicine. There's yeah, there's medicine. It's medicine. There, there and are energy. It, it's like they're it's like they're Red Bull. They chew on coca leaves and they just go all day long. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where the line is in terms of like when you're manipulating things and you're addicted to something versus it's it's helping you versus it's you're. A, yeah, because it, it's line. almost a, a slippery slope too. where because then it's like, OK, well, then that would make people wearing glasses uh, a perversion of God's plan. Right. Because it's like God wanted you to be blind. So what are you doing? Right, right. What are you doing? Spitting in the face of the Lord with those bifocals. So, so you got, you got into mushrooms and I think mushrooms is one of those yep. other examples too, where we talk about like, there are so many that can kill you out there yeah. that it seems like trial oh, yeah. and error would be, would be, a, you know, would be a tough yeah. one too with everybody dying. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Which I, I would think my buddy that, almost died from that in high school. He ate a, a death cap that looked exactly like uh, a psilocybin mushroom and he got 
violently ill and had to go to the hospital. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, this is what I, what I think, and I wanted to bounce this off of you. So, I mean, I want you to talk a little bit about what you saw on mushrooms for, to start, because I know we're working our way to sort of the ayahuasca DMT DMT stage. Yes. But I do, sure. I do, I do think that. And I'm interested in your just to yeah. I want I want you to hear you talk, and then I want to talk about you know, some, you know, some of the things we talk about with 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 Kara and and some of our other guests about accessing the spiritual realm in a way that isn't the design of God, right? Is, is maybe unsafe. In, in sure. Yeah. And this, and, and I guess to, to speak on it, so I don't forget it where, where I have landed, I think with using hallucinogens in a spiritual setting, I've heard someone call it spiritual masturbation, which I thought was one of the greatest <laughs> terms for real, because what it does you, you will, you will think, I, I mean, I'll spit, whatever. I, I do think about God and spirituality. The majority of the time, though, is I am self-focused. I am hyper-focused. Uh, I'm going inward. You know, you have the ego death is where you just kind of cease to be. Most of it, though, is, is thinking about you. I, I remember having a mushroom trip with, with my buddy in high school and he became convinced that 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 he is God and we are all God. And he's just started like screaming at me that like, you're God, like we're God. So for me, <laughs> m- mushrooms, and, and it's pretty typical, some hallucinogens will detach you from, from the world. And some things like mushrooms, especially uh, create are like unifying to where you, you see everything as connected, like the, the trees to the earth, you to the trees, the sky to the trees, the leaves to the branches, the water to the sky, everything, everything has a breathing nature to it. Everything is kind of uh, glowy and electric and your own skin. You know, it's, it's a weird tactile sensation. Normal things become abnormal and connection is, is probably connection and pattern recognition is probably what, what you really, you're not with mushrooms. It's the classic thing when people say like, Oh, what did you see mushrooms? You're not really so much seeing things that aren't there as blending and distortions. When you close your eyes, you can definitely, or you sit in a dark room, you can definitely go on some, some visual called there's, there's OE, OEV and CEV, which are open eye visuals and closed eye visuals, closed eye visuals. You can go into the, the fractals and the patterns and geometric shapes and lights, you know, things like, synesthesia where you can you can hear colors or see sounds it's first and foremost i guess a massive perception shift in in everything so it's not things things like lsd are can be more can be more visual as far as things taking different shapes things taking different appearances so you're not you're not you're not seeing entities like you were like no. on, on, on the on the Benadryl Dramamine stuff. No, not no. as much. I, I would see we did, you know, the few times I would do it in the forest at night, there would be maybe some maybe some shadow people. Usually though with mushrooms, most of the time it would be accompanied by a feeling of of reassurance and comfort unless you you venture into quote unquote bad trip territory 
I'm trying to think if I, if I, if I, I don't know if I had many demonic ex- feeling experiences on mushrooms. I, I, I can recount the story of a pastor friend that I know that was a self-proclaimed mushroom apologist. Like he was, he was trying to convert the masses to mushrooms. He thought it was the greatest thing ever. He thought that's how you viewed God. And he was out in the desert um, during a mushroom trip and got accosted by a, a group of demons that identified themselves as demons. Um, and that experience converted him to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he's that, that's, that's on. If you want to listen to that, uh, that's the church and other drugs episode, Joe, the, the, the preacher it's, it's an intense story. I love uh, it. I love it. So, so, so one of the things, I don't know if you were done with that idea, but I no, yeah, yeah. But I, I think one of the one of the arguments we make on our show is that when people see Bigfoot, there's a similar experience that happens over and over and over again for hundreds of years. When people report digging up a giant skeleton, they do this. They have the same report for 300 years. They're not digging up wild creatures. They're digging up the same thing. Bigfoot experience, the same thing. When they do drugs, they have the same experience. And so I think that leads credence to what is happening, right? It's not like people go out in the woods and like, I saw a wild T-Rex. I saw a crazy unicorn. I saw a five-winged dinosaur with with bird feet. No, we don't hear that stuff. We hear the same stories over and over and over again. And I think that the DMT elves, these weird Mm -hmm. creatures that people seem to have contact with. The machine elves. Yeah, what are they? What are they making contact with him? Describe them, and what do you so think they well, there, are? and there, there's an interesting thing about happening currently in the ayahuasca and DMT space culturally is that from from what I have heard, people around around the globe, around the disc, excuse me, currently are <laughs> <laughs> are, are see they're they're encountering the same this this like blue female deity a lot of people call it mother ayahuasca like it has a female connotation Hmm. and apparently a lot of people that are disconnected from each other and that aren't talking about this to each other have recently been seeing this female specific deity uh a buddy of mine this is like one of the funniest dmt stories i've ever heard because i just i just think it's hilarious he was like walking through this is he's obviously stationary but he's walking through this wilderness and he approaches this giant blue deity i think this one was a male and it turned around and he so this is also a a similar pattern is that there's an overwhelming feeling that these things want to impart knowledge that they're trying to communicate something to you and he says that this thing was trying desperately to communicate to him and he said that he just walked up to it and she goes nah and he just turned around and like that's how the the trip ended but he was like yeah you wanted to tell me something but i just like i don't know i just didn't want to hear it so i just (laughs) turned around i just think that is hilarious to me that's some self-control because you're you're totally stoned and you're like no i don't want to hear what you have to say yeah well and it's it's a I smoked DMT, which is a which is a different experience, and the the peak of that experience is, is called breaking through, where you, you know there's kind of different plateaus for it, where you can just get sort of kind of high, you can sort of lose yourself, and, and breaking through is when you 
when full on the, the veil of reality is, is lifted from you. And and also these these experiences are, are like most of them are, are like ineffable. Like you really can't tell what happened. You can just sort of describe it. So almost in like a Looney Tunesian way, it was like the the field of view in front of me uh unzipped like a curtain and and was pulled back and i saw the machine elves on either side of the curtain essentially like looking like they were doing a a kind of construction like tinkering toiling doing some kind of something and then i was catapulted like sort of like a roller coaster through the curtain that had been unzipped and it really was like kind of like a zipper and i saw the machine elves and i saw the machine elves and i saw the machine elves What do they what do they what do they look like? So that experience, I I almost can't really tell you because like what my mind wants to tell me right now is like I'm envisioning David the gnome, like with a little white hat, but I I don't think that is is what I saw at the time. I, I like if I had to describe it, it would just be legs, short spread legs, like spread eagle, like short ovular torso circular head but but like i said it's it's really hard because it's it's almost so you don't really you don't have a reference point to just to compare it to because it's just so bizarre there was there was another time uh, another hallucination i had and this 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 one was a combination of methamphetamine and, and and research chemicals where i remember seeing very small people on my body on my arm and my hand and i got fearful to the point that that i took the the edge of a knife and was scraping it on my arm trying to get these things off mm. And that was more fearful feeling like, like this does, this should not be there. The ones that I saw on DMT, the feeling that came with it was like, oh yeah, the, oh yeah, those, 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 those are supposed to be here. Like they, like they work here. Like it it was, it was just like Santa's workshop. Basically, like it was a matter of fact, like, oh yeah, yeah, those, yeah, of course. Like (laughs) they work for the cosmos. I mean, yeah, like it it was, it's 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 bizarre. I think it's I find it fascinating that this is not a like a this is a shared experience, not a not a a one off. Like your experience is is in line with what a vast majority of people that that enter unzip this realm, however you want to put it, see these machine elves, right? That are are doing some kind of task where they're writing on tablets or they're they're building little little machines. There's this. This is this is something that people see. It's cra- it's crazy to me because I think like Nate had said in the beginning, just to reiterate it, that like it leads a ton of credence 
see the idea that there is something going on here, um, especially when you look at the history of how it was used and the South, and the South American tribes use it to speak to their gods and to use ayahuasca to speak to their gods and to and it, know their enemies' battle plans and to build how to build the, their structures. And there's and I think it's I don't know if this happened. I was going to ask you next thing was were you told or given like some kind of mission or, or knowledge because that is like two thirds of people on DMT say that they are given some mission or knowledge or something to do that they're supposed to do from a being entity elf, something they find on that side. The, the only time I felt like I was given thoughts that were not my own and urgings and impulses was when I was heavy, heavy into uh, phenylalanine's research chemicals. These are these are things called like a guy named Alec, not Alexander Shulgin. Maybe it was Shulgin. Things like two CI, two CB, four MEO DMT, which is some of these are similar to frog venom. If you've heard of like licking toads, that old yeah. thing. Hmm. That is a potent, potent experience right there. Hmm. And, and I was doing these things uh, constantly and. I would, I would do, I don't want to like it, it almost seemed like channeling where, I mean, I had wall scrawlings where I was just, I was just constantly, constantly like writing. And, but the things, the main thing I remember being pushed towards was like suicide. Hmm. Like it was like, kill yourself. Like, don't, you know, it was very, very, very dark. It was a very, very dark thing. Mm. I would get violent thoughts, violent images. I remember seeing a, a hallucination of a dog that had been split in half from the, the rib cage and the bottom legs were gone and its entrails were hanging out and it was dragging itself across my living room floor by its front paws and just kind of staring at me like a, like a jackal-esque looking dog. That was one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. And like, I saw it, it was just super, it was a super, super dark, 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 dark time Hmm. where I just felt and like the, the, the suicidal thoughts did not seem, they weren't in my voice. They didn't seem Hmm. like they were coming from me necessarily. Yeah. So I've never... I don't, I've never had the experience of any missions or communications or mm-hmm. um, like secrets of the universe type things. Well, shoot. It's it. Yeah. I, I know. Well, I mean, I, we wanted you to tell us about the tablet of the watchers. Yeah. Where it is. Where is it? I know. I, <laughs> we, I we did have, and I, and I wrote this down and now, and now it seems <laughs> like, a, it seems like a stoner thought, but. Um, a high idea, a high idea, but yeah. it, and I literally, I, I wrote this down in my journal and it was that, uh, since Nephilim got punished, since the watch watchers got punished for physically procreating, they figured out that they can promulgate their spirits th- through drugs. So they can still communicate through people through these, uh, hallucinogenic experiences that's interesting it is yeah and and it makes me think about you know you you have a dream and your brain is is sort of creating a universe 
from experiences you've already had, right? And so right. scary things happen, but you always can wake up and describe what it is. It sounds like when people are on drugs, they're, they're having a really hard time because it's like they're going into, they're having experiences that seem outside of their mind making it up. Yes. It's, they're accessing something that's not in their head already. No, I think that's a good point, Nate. Like, it, you know, I've read a, read a bit about DMT and we got an expert here in Jed, but like, like 75% of people that, that have these experiences don't think that's from their head. They think it's an, an actual real experience, that these are real entities. These aren't like something that they conjured or created or pulled from their subconscious, that these are actual yeah, that's what things, beings, guides, spirits. People say alien or helper, elves and angels. Like there's just, and, and so th- maybe that's what I think I want to ask you, Jed. How do you fit all this into the paradigm? Maybe that's my best question. Because we, we come from the same sure. biblical, biblical paradigm. So if you were to sort of su- summarize this and kind of put it put it and say, this, this is what I think is happening. This is what I think happens with drugs. This is And this is how it fits into a, my biblical worldview. I mean, how, how would you place these things and sort of in your kind of unpacking that and that's probably a loaded question but no i it's it's a question it is a question that i think about often though so I, I will tell you where i'm currently at and i don't know if i'll stay here but this is this is where i'm at i i think that god yahweh can can speak to us how he chooses i think he can use many different ways to do that including drugs. I think it is possible. Like for instance, and this, I, this, this gives me an icky feeling on one hand, but I know people who have viewed mushrooms as a sacrament. They have prayed over it. They have prayed before it with the intention of hearing from Christ and hearing from God during that trip. That's what they set out. That was the intention. And they have done that. I, I can't necessarily pass judgment on what that experience is. Do I think that is what God has for me? No, because it immediately becomes idolatrous. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm an addict and I, I cannot use it responsibly. I can't use it necessarily in that way. I also, if I was a like sort of like a screw tape letter scenario, if I was a demon, if I was a, a, a Nephilim spirit and I wanted to influence humans, I would find a way to bring them to my level so that I could communicate to them. And I think that hallucinogens, that certain chemicals, that certain plants can do that. And I think that's what's happening. And I think people get influenced by these things in, I, I think it's the whole, the devil comes to you uh, as an angel of light. I think, right. I think, it's, I think dece- it's, it's deception, right? It's, it's deception. It's, it's, it's a yes, false, yeah. it's a false religion. I mean, uh, hearing you speak on this, I think this is, I'm going to affirm this in some ways. The idea that some of these things cause you to go inward and you're a God is really Eastern religion sure. stuff, right? Like God's inside, God, you are God, God's inside of you. You can say that some of the Mormon stuff that we're, that they're all God, we're all gods somehow. It is idolatry of self, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then, I just think it's. I find it interesting. I don't know where I land. I think I like to hear your 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 thoughts because I think that like God gave us certain ways to access the spiritual realm, and it's prayer. It's prayer and fasting. It's prayer and supplication. It's it's the worship of God. These these are ways that I think we we we've made these things so 
inert and so commonplace that we've forgotten the power that exists in these. And there are other ways. That's what kind of I look at it. And there's other ways to to do that. I think some of the new age stuff is very much onto that. Like, but I think that is all slippery slope of deception it, to it totally can be to to a counterfeiting of which is right on brand for the enemy is a counterfeiting of the real of, of sort of the real experience. And I, and I don't know enough. And I think that's why it's interesting to think that maybe some people do have a- these accesses that are are Jesus based and. I, I, I get. I got to be honest. I get skeptical on that, but at the same I do, time, I do too. I, I don't I, know. I don't know where to land mm-hmm. because that isn't. I, I'm not. I don't pretend to be all knowing either. That's why we have this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. We. I don't know anything. Well, you just just yeah. take some mushrooms. You'll figure <laughs> right? it out. Yeah. I will say this. <laughs> I I think, uh, me personally, anecdotally, I know more people who have come to believe in God because they have seen the devil, demons, evil spirits, the darkness, than people that have seen God and come to God because of drugs Mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. It's definitely more, it's more the, the former. Well, sleep, sleep paralysis will do the same thing to you, man. It'll, it'll, I've woken up saying the name of Jesus so many times, you know? Um, and I think a lot of people have, I mean, when, and it's, and the same thing can happen for just seeing a, a Sasquatch. I mean, it sounds so stupid, but it's like, you see something like that and it's, it blows your mind. You, you don't know how to make sense of anything after that moment. Right. And whatever, whatever thing you do, whatever, whatever pulls back the curtain, the veil, you know, it could be a drug. It could be an experience. It could be a, a, a nightmare. It could be a near-death experience. Because fasting, too. I mean, that's that's yeah. creating an altered consciousness. I True. mean, it's uh, even Jesus in the wilderness. I mean, it, exhaustion. Um, I'm sure he, I mean, fasting was part of that. It Things like that do. Yeah, I mean, the 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 mind-body-spirit connection is is super interesting. And it, it, there does seem to be something to, in, in all Christian-included tradition, there seems to be something to changing your perception and, and consciousness from that of your day-to-day fleshly stone and concrete, wood and water reality to something more spiritual. It's like you're doing these things that are kind of Mm-hmm. separating you from this fleshly cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's interesting. You say that people, people come to a faith. I, I don't guess. I, I think that's not surprising in some ways based on the idea that we live like in a spiritually neutered world where really the, the best, I think the best sort of strategy of the enemy is to make you think that nothing exists, nothing is real, there's no, there's no, there's no spiritual realm, there is no, there's, there's no Jesus, no God, none of that's true, right? And so when people have these experiences, whether they be, you know, Christ-centered or not, they have these interactions with the spiritual realm, I think people wake up. I think, and that's interesting to me because I think that's sort of a backfiring of the plan that maybe the, the darkness would have for accessing the spiritual realm in a way that isn't sort of the way that, that God laid it out necessarily. Now, yeah, I just it's you know we are we live in a spiritually bankrupt era for the church as well, right? So I I, I don't also fi- I don't find it surprising that people seek these things out either, um, mm-hmm. because the church is no longer a place for people yes. to, get, to get spiritually filled up. And, yes, that's a great point. And so I think they're looking at, at other things, and I, and I think that can also be a, something that goes wayward, right? It's 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 just a, it's 
It's an interesting paradigm because I think that's why the new age movement is having to come back again. And, and it had even, even had sort of, you know, had, had feet, you know, when it started in the 60s, 70s is that, that people were looking for something that, that was greater, right? And they found a way to get into these, into these places. You know, traditionally, if you lived, I would imagine as a, you know, an early first century Christian or even, you know, in the golden age, this was just commonplace. Like you, you know, you, you had interactions with a very spiritual, the spiritual was as real as the physical. And there was no separation really for the ancients either. And, and these, these things in antiquity. And I mean, these things, this is a Graham Hancock thing, but he, he viewed these as, as spiritual technology. And back then, uh, when you say, when you asked earlier about, is this part of God's plan or not? They, there was so much more respect. This wasn't a recreation. This wasn't, I'm, I'm getting high. I'm trying to expand my mind. These were like serious rituals. These were serious. Th- these were not to be taken lightly. This wasn't something you're doing at a keg party mm-hmm. Friday night yeah. as it is today. It's not some teenager. This, these were serious, serious things. And there was a respect to it. And, yeah. and I also say, you know, because I, I get asked from Christians quite a bit, like, you know, can I, should I trip or should I do mushrooms or should I do this? And my, my unequivocal answer these days is prayerfully ask God. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that that is a hundred percent between mm. you and you and God. That's, um, and, but I would, I would listen to, to whatever, whatever answer you get. Yeah, and it's hard because often the it's it feels like the voice of God is a still is a still quiet one. It's not the loud one that's in your head and in your in your ear. It's 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 something that you have to tune out everything else out to hear. And I you know I can only count on my hands a number of times where I felt like I heard something. You know, and it's not easy. It's not easy to be a Christian. It's not easy to navigate the spiritual world. And sometimes we do get bored. And a lot of people say, you know, like people are searching after a spiritual high and they go to certain churches to get high. And shortcut. It's like a shortcut or a fix. Yeah, those yeah. those drunk in the spirit people. It, and it's like the, the kundalini movements and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess I guess that speaks to the 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 hunger for it like we are we're starving for it yeah something's missing like otherwise the you know these things wouldn't be popular i mean we are absolutely as a society starving for a spiritual feeling yeah and you guys you got rogan talking about doing dmt yes and and because you have a whole audience of people who are like I don't buy the evolution narrative. I don't buy the scientific narrative. And I've been lied to for the last 50 years by the mainstream. I mean, even if you don't have a spiritual compass, you still know you're being lied to by 90% of whatever's coming out of the mainstream. And so you listen to guys like Rogan and he says, yeah, doing DMT and flying to outer space. You're like, you're, you're 20 years old and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it too. Because I'll trust Rogan over all this other crap, you know? And... And it's it's a really strange time to be a human, but it is it is very much like all the desire and no history, no ancient history. 
So it's like the same thing that every ancient person had and every modern day person has is still there. I want to access God. I want to see the spiritual realm. But we have no knowledge of what actual ancient history was, is. I mean, it's much easier for David to have faith in God because he's he's literally surrounded by tribes of giants. Right. And, and we don't see giants today, so it's harder for us to have that kind of faith, right? Our giants are are are, are different. And they're more, they're more like under the, under, under the surface or by, behind the smokescreen of, of nefarious elites and things like that and, and satanic cults that are in the shadows. But back then, it was more overt on the surface. They're going to kill you. You know, we can't go into the lands because they're, they're there and they're going to – so your faith is different. And nowadays, it's just such a weird time to be a human being and you've got these mouthpieces telling you, have a spiritual experience. Right. Go out and do this. Do you think? Do you think it's because we're all trying to get back to Eden? Do you think it's because we realize there's a piece of us that's missing, and it was that it was that place where we walked with God, right? And, sure. And we lost that in the fall, right? And I, I do think there's something in inside of us. I know we're, we're deeply spiritual beings as well as physical beings that that longs for that interaction and that. And I do think that's an easy thing to get twisted. And I think that's what we do see happen. And It is. And right. And then you talk about like the idea of, you know, spiritual practice and, and that being a, a means un, unto, unto a relationship or unto an experiences with, 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 with God. And it's like Nate kind of said, when you have no historical, when you background or any reference point, then it's pretty easy to just be like, well, I'm going to push this button instead. Well, Right, Let's, because this, I can do this right now. And it, it it seems to be like the way of God in in I mean, even even in biblical time. I mean, the Bible's full of of people just saying, "Where are you? Like, what is the deal?" And it, it seems to be, you know, sort of the the paradoxical nature of like the kingdom of of heaven is is that that's not God's way. It's not mm-hmm. flashy in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it'd be it'd be very easy for whatever reason, and I and I disagree. I di- this is where me and God disagree very much. So, but it's like for whatever reason, um, he he doesn't just come down here and and stare us in the face because you know that's that's his prerogative and and greater you know more you know more faith is the that hasn't seen and has faith. Let's expound upon that idea because it's like, so let's say the knowledge of the tree of good and evil was like a drug, right? We, we ate of the tree. I, I, that was my first idea when I did <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah. Okay. The tree, the, the fruit was a hallucinogen, hallucinogenic. Okay. So, but we were supposed to, so they wanted to give us knowledge, impart knowledge upon humanity. So let's say our elder race, angels, our older brother, whatever you call them, they had this knowledge and human beings were in a certain way. We were, we were created to be naive, right? Right. Like we weren't supposed to know all this stuff. We weren't supposed to have this knowledge. And then these entities gave it to us. They gave it to us in modern times. Some people, this, this week's episode, they say that's after Crowley comes, we have this explosion in technology. Yep, the '60s right, UFO phenomenon. Right after that, and then in the days, which is of, coincidentally when LSD got banned. That's interesting. That's when the the um, and reefer madness. Yep. So 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 what is it about this or like not like human beings were almost supposed to be like hobbits? We weren't supposed to have access to a lot of things that we want access to. Oh, I almost, I almost see the, I mean, I think, I think more it was, 
the act of disobedience that caught that that poisoned the water uh for us and it 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 broke it it separated us or or it's you know the whole the knowledge of good and evil i mean it's it's i mean i've had that idea about about the the internet age and and how this overwhelming blood of knowledge is destroying us because now i mean knowledge is essentially facts and knowledge are essentially worthless because you can find you can find anything you need to know and it's it's sort of i think it's swinging back though jed because i think of all the lies that exist in this mountain of information that it is it is starting to become again a commodity right the yeah, truth is, the truth has become a commodity uh, or a treasurable or a valuable commodity. That's what maybe I'm looking for because right. it's interesting, though. That's an interesting point that like the, we, we've it's like paralysis by analysis. We have so much oh, information yeah. I've, now. I've never heard that. That's good. But yeah, that, that like it, we can't know, handle it, can't handle it. But, it you, is, but, uh, you, but you started off this episode talking about Azazel taught us how to make swords and shields, right? Mm hmm. Like, do you think, I don't think humans would have figured out how to make those things if we were just left to our own, just human beings interacting with human beings. Would we ever have accumulated enough knowledge to make a sword and a shield? Mine metals, put them together, or we would have, or we would have stayed more like a, in like a state of like Eden in like a garden. So. Well, we figured out how to kill each other. Obviously, that's happened with, with Cain and Abel, right? We did. Like rock. Rock. Yeah, it's I, like I, we, we do... We are incredibly inventive at at that. It, just, it it does feel in that way, Nate. That like what they did was just accelerate, accelerate. our our ability to sin. It, they they gave a toddler a handgun. Is it's like it was just too much too soon. That's why I love like this movie gets so much hate. But you've seen Noah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic movie of the book of enoch it's just a gnostic version of, of Noah. but right? but so much of it i love like like how the ancient but modern technology where like they just have all these different uh like noah has these just stones that make a fire immediately by crushing it it's just it's it's like it's modern technology but but it's just vastly different yes. than we have and then you had uh the armies of Tubal Cain, they're making the steel and they're eating meat and they're, they're, you know, they've kind of been twisted. Mm -hmm. God, that, I, I love that movie. Okay. Well, (laughs) yeah. You need to go, like, give it some rewatch. Well, I think people, Christians just didn't like it because it was more of a Gnostic version of. uh, They didn't like it because it was the Book of Enoch. Right. It was Enochian. And they did kind of give the watchers like a redemption arc, but I, you know, whatever, man, God's, you know, God is God. And the giants are a little weird. They were like stone rocks. Yeah. Well, but I love that representation. And when, when Nate, when Luke, you were saying um, earlier, basically about how we're like these spiritual beings, but in, in Noah, the, you know, these spiritual beings fell to earth and they were encrusted with the earth and they're prisoners of hardened rock. And like, that's how I feel sometimes. It's like, I'm this, we are these spiritual things stuck in this flesh suit. And it's it's just like almost all of life sometimes is about that conflict between I've got one foot in, in the kingdom of God and then I've got this other foot in this in this fallen world. And, you know, wretched man am I, I, I do the things I don't want to do and I can't do the things I want to do. And it's like, that's what it is. Like, that's where we are. One foot in the kingdom of God. Thank you.
Well, the human beings are spiritually different than, say, angels. So what do you think that is then? What do you think God is trying to preserve in us? I mean, obviously, it's an experience. You go through this life, and maybe you see God differently. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. Maybe you see God differently at the end of it that an angel couldn't experience and couldn't see God the same. I mean, we're we're almost created for a different reason. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the reason seems to be partnership and kinship versus employee family yeah like you know the angels and the the heavenly the heavenly host and the divine council all seem to be i don't want to denigrate them and say employees but sort of and whereas humans there's it's a it's a loving it's a relational they're in the father's house so to speak and we're or not we're we're the we're the i mean we're the children we are the we are the heirs. We are the, I mean, there's, there is something. And I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, we're all sons of God. We're just a different, we're a different breed of son of God. Right. And I'm the favorite. I hate to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you have the best mustache of all. Yeah, dude, bro. Not, uh, a, uh, a machine, machine elf told me I needed to grow it at exactly 34 years of age. So I don't know what's going to happen, but that's why I'm doing it. Machine elf. And you said you got no impartation of knowledge. Well, he told me I couldn't tell. <laughs> Until now. I love this conversation. I mean, obviously, we talk, we talk about creatures on our podcast we try to stay in those lanes i need to go back and watch noah again and you really do we you know we we give people the keys and permission to get weird and the bible is definitely the older i get i think i think bigfoot and things like bigfoot are a gift if we didn't have weird experiences like that i i just don't think i would have read the bible the way i do now i wouldn't have been able to believe that the weird stuff happens like you know animals talking and even just like just moses was told speak to the rock and he hits it with us you know crap <laughs> it freezes every time but he's yeah. he's told to speak to the rock and he hits it with this you know instead and you know young nate probably thought both of those things didn't happen and now i'm like no he he had this power to do something and he was even in his rebellion was still able to do something miraculous you know mm, yeah and for sure and i and i do believe those things happened i do believe that maybe some aspects of them were a little bit different but i do think those all those weird crazy stories in the old testament that they, they they happened and maybe doing drugs will helps you believe yeah well and that's what i was gonna say like the 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 one person i would emphatically endorse at least one mushroom trip would be the atheist a hundred percent i mean or or even people like dan who who like struggle with <laughs> supernatural i'm serious it's yeah. like like really like it'll it'll let you know my old band member for those listening yeah yeah th- things things like that are pot like you just it, it's humbling it's humbling just, is what just it open is. your mind man for yeah. real bro. you need you need to go on a spiritual ride-along yeah, I'll take him on a walkabout. Yeah, there you go. And I think that, like, I I just pray that a, he lives in Washington. I just pray a squash walks out in front of his car one night. A, a squatch holding an armful of mushrooms <laughs> and just grabs him and stuffs him in his just, mouth. Just like, freaks him out, like Nate, dude. I come saw with it. me. Yeah, I yeah. saw the big guy. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, and we're all on this weird journey, and I don't know why. And we talk about this a thousand times on our show. 
why Christians just delete the weird stuff. They just they they remove it systematically. They remove it. Yeah. Um, and it's just more and more people are emailing us like, man, I love your show. Like, I'm coming back to God. And I'm like, we didn't do anything except just say, hey, it's weird. And the weird stuff's the good stuff. That's it. That's yeah. I mean, my immediate thought was because I, I just brought up the Jesus in the wilderness. It's like, okay, every Christian, we all believe in Jesus. So what do you do with the fact that like Jesus had a full on couple day conversation with satan yeah that was a metaphor is that and he, what you're and, and he goes places and he sees things right 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 like okay but no well it was special because it was jesus like what all right okay then why <laughs> whatever <laughs> i don't know and and we we get weird on our show but nay this is what we do it for we don't know this is yeah. why we do it yeah yep yep but but all yeah. those places have significance, and and the more you go back, it's like you got to go back and dust off your dust off your reading glasses. We got to go back to the future. Right? I was just watching that. I was just watching that last night. Nice, Marty. That was a that was a good conversation, man. Yeah, I love it. I mean, if we could go back, though, I think the three of us can agree. If we went back to the golden age, we would all just be like mesmerized. How? how wrong ancient history is oh hey, yeah and probably how wrong we are too like it's probably nothing like we think yeah whatever we think it is it's probably far different the empires of the god kings were crazy we talk about the giants and 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 jed tell the tell the folks so they can listen to your wonderful podcast and, and get into yeah yeah it's a uh, church and other drugs church ampersand other drugs uh you can find it on spotify apple iHeartRadio, google play all all the all the stuff yeah it's everywhere everywhere I'm, you want to listen i'm just sad people don't see bigfoot when they they do drugs i'm sure some people do <laughs> sure they have the i'm sure one. they have yeah all right, all right well you have to Bigfoot. You don't have to do drugs to see Bigfoot. You can just go in your backyard and see him if you know what to do. And Luke, right, knows. If, you, if you play, if you play the, the Native American flute, you yep. can call him right in. <laughs> I was just gonna say, Luke knows what to do. <laughs> we have learned a thing or two, Jed, in the la- since the last time you've been on our show. We really appreciate. So when you. When, are, when is the when is the blurry camp? Like when is the blurry expedition? Con? No, well, people I'm, want I'm to talking. S- no, he's talking about expedition blurry. Yeah, we're getting there. All right, I'm in whenever you do that, 100%. Tim wants to take us to uh, some places in Montana. We could probably do it. Maybe like an ex, ex like uh, you, you buy a ticket, covers your meals, and yeah, we go out and we, we get Duke and, and whoever else to go with us, Luke. Tom Seward. And find a Squatch. Dude. All right, deal. Duke said he can get us on Squatch 70% of the time. I'm going to hold him to it. Yeah. That's a bold claim. A, that is our, a. He was our first is, guest. That's our, that's our wow. disclaimer. You're like really, seventy percent <laughs> of people who out with you see a squash? Uh, yeah. Have an experience. That could be. I have an experience. Oh, okay. Could so he just life. slips them some mushrooms, is what. <laughs> or he just creeps. He creeps out at night. No, and they don't see squash on, on shrooms. We've already determined. Right, that. right, right. Well, Jed, is, it was great to see you, man. Yeah, dude. yeah, thanks, man. Thanks good, to, good to see you, boys. Yeah, in our episode with you, it's. It's still getting downloaded, and people are still loving the Book of Enoch. Hell yeah. I love it, dude. Thanks for- uh, Living, baby. L-I-V-I-N. 
Yeah, go go check out Church and Other Drugs podcast. And uh, thanks for coming on our show. And uh, we don't have anything to, to offer your podcast, but I'm, I'm glad you can come on ours and drop <laughs> drop the goods. For sure, man. Yep. Unless, cool. unless you, you want to talk Sasquatch, we'll do it all day long. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Yeah.